0: This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590,
1: The Fan. Toronto Maple Leaf President and Alternate Governor Brendan Shanahan makes it official. Today he announced that Brad Tree Living has been named the hockey club's general manager. Tree Living becomes the 18th general manager in Maple Leaf history. I'm Nick Kiprios, he's Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick, and boys, the Leafs ain't going to let us go home for the summer. Holy shit. It go- just keeps coming and coming and coming, JB. Yeah.
2: I, you Let's got We're supposed to have a day yeah. off tomorrow. <laughs> I know. What's so so going close. on? We are going to golf again. God. I, you got robbed. should have been you. I'm sorry it didn't work <laughs> out, but, but good for well, Brad Tree Living.
1: I think uh, in Brendan's statement, I, uh, Brendan said, uh, Brad brings a wealth of knowledge from his years of experience as general manager, as a hockey executive in Calgary, Arizona and beyond. So, uh, that's where, where Brad trumps me.
2: Yeah. Okay. He's got a couple of years. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, he does. Well, you've been covering things pretty closely too.
1: So what do we think? We're not overly surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a strong indication that Brad was at the top of Brendan's list. We knew that they started talking last week. hmm And there was contact, although Brendan had a personal matter with uh, his family. I think his daughter uh, graduated this year, uh, this weekend. Cool. So I think uh, that gave some space for people to start thinking about it. And apparently in the last 24 hours, they really nailed down... The finer details, and, and here we are. Overly yeah. surprised, JB?
2: Not surprised. You know, it's a pretty uh, a hard veer. Like, when he first came in, Shanahan, the hiring of Lamorello and Dubis, Dubis more so, was seen as a really bold hire, right? Like, this is the guy that was going to be ahead of the curve and is going to outsmart everyone. We're going to do things differently. They even went towards speed and skill and away from some of the other elements of hockey. This is the complete opposite of that, where it's like, he couldn't go out and do something bold again after bold didn't work. And he did to me the safest thing possible. Everyone likes this guy. Uh pretty inoffensive guy with a decent record. Like it just it's the safest thing he could have done, I think. Which is maybe not the sexiest or most fun, but it's safe.
1: Does safety lead to greatness, Sammy, right. for you?
3: I will say that I have a couple different conflicting feelings on this hire. My first, you know, just at first blush, I do like the hire. You know, one of the things that you've gotten used to with this franchise over the past, over the Dubas era, is sort of a stability and a, you know, a guy that knows what he's doing. Like, there's just, I kind of feel the same way with Tre Living. Like, I don't, like, he's not outside of the box, like you said. It's not the sexiest thing. But I don't think you're losing stability within a franchise with, when you hire Brad Tre Living. But I will say, like, you know, all the reports that are coming out, like, I've seen, Conversations about, you know, the core force staying now, you know, Sheldon Keefe potentially staying now. If all that happens, to me, that looks bad on Shanahan with the Dubas thing. Because if you're going to keep everybody else anyway, then why didn't you just swallow your pride and sign Dubas? It's just a weird sort of caught in the middle. I know the press conference stuff was weird. I know all that, like, and I understand it. But if you're just going to keep everybody
2: else anyway, then why didn't you just keep Dubas? Probably couldn't keep everything the same if you do keep Dubis. You know that this makes you get to say you made some change. That is a
1: that that's a huge change.
2: Yeah, but in, it's in the itself. least impactful. I think. oh I shouldn't say it's the least impactful, but in terms of the problems the teams Mid. run into, how do you feel about it? Really, Ken? Uh,
1: listen. I, I like Brad.
2: Yeah, uh, and
1: media like Brad. Like, oh yeah, that's a big deal in Toronto. Say what how you will, yeah. but it, it's a big deal that that uh, he has a likability towards him, which, as we know in markets, can buy you time, can buy you uh, some breathing room. And obviously, it, the work will speak for itself, yeah. and there's some tough decisions coming for Brad in the very near future here. But there there's a sense that uh, Brad's got enough to pull this off. Yeah, without without it, people definitively say it's a, a horrible signing. Yeah, and if they do say it's a horrible signing, or I'm sorry, the wrong signing, or not the right guy at the right time, you can always go back and and go through Calgary's his Calgary run and say where's the success? I think that's the only thing left for people to question Brad Tree living is. Yeah. Where was the true success in Calgary all these years?
2: I guess part of it is that it feels kind of wishy-washy where you know that Kyle Dubas, it's been reported by a lot of people, asked for more autonomy or even more authority, if you will, in terms of decision-making, the reporting structure, all that stuff. So they didn't want that. So you know that Tree Living doesn't have that, right? That he did not get that. That would be part of a GM. This is still the same structure. So to me, this really brightens the spotlight on Shanahan who now, you know, has resisted giving that up to someone and has maintained it. And so now, he, if they're going to keep together the coach, the team, which we'll get to, it's now, like, more than ever to me, there is a big papering decal across the sides or decal, depending on where you're from, that says Shanahan.
1: The, the sense is always for a general manager or uh, someone above him, a president of hockey ops, and in this case where Brendan wears just the president hat, that... You know, the, the, the saying in our world is, you know, you got a, a bullet or two or you got a shield or you got somebody that can take the hit first. Yeah. What you're saying is that that hit's gone
2: now. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, you know, maybe...
1: Which exposes Brendan now yeah. for full view over the course of this next season.
2: For sure. And, you know, even if they do some things with the team, I still think that this is really made it you know his the the spotlight moves to him here but i just you know we we saw elliot yesterday said something that was implied that sheldon Keefe, the shanahan really liked Keefe, and that a lot of uh candidates they interviewed weren't resistant to the idea of keeping keith and so you presume that tree living would be one of them if they're gonna do nothing they can't do nothing, can they, in terms of coach or players? But if well, they're going to do nothing, it's even more so on Shani. But I think
3: outside of the core four, fellas, there is a big chance for a guy coming in here to put his own stamp on this team outside of the core four, right? Like, what do they have, yep. nine UFAs? Like 10, they, have a, I think, yeah. they have a massive amount of turnover within this roster and, where and, and, and you can up, build around the edges of it.
1: End up against a cap that it ain't, it ain't moving. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's some talk that Apparently. it could go up a million. Oh, big
2: baby. whoopee. Yay. You can get it yourself a David camp for that. <laughs> Millionaire. Yeah. They can negotiate for a little more, right? The PA, if they want, with Margaret. it would be Wall.
1: interesting to see what tri- uh, Brad Tree Living uh, signed. I In don't terms think, of duration. I don't think three would have been enough to come here right. and go into this hot kitchen.
2: No, because then they can fire you in the first year if you get a three-year deal they're not afraid i would
1: think four or five would have been a minimum yeah um and i don't know whether or not you know you could even bring this up in discussion when you're negotiating if you're brad tree living but say it's a it's not a great success next season and to your point, that uh, now the focus becomes on Brendan Shanahan and he leaves. Where does that leave Brad Tree living? Like, yeah. don't you think that would have been a conversation for Brad as well during yeah. the process? Yeah, in my
2: contract that if you get fired, I become president too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Well, it's not necessarily
1: that uh, he needs to move into Brendan's chair. I'm not mm. insinuating that, but, like, do I get painted under Brendan's
2: brush now? Right. Or is this a partially a board hire too? And so it's not just him that chose me. Yeah. You know, there's, I'm just going to say the crap you see online is like, Oh, you know, Brad tree living. His dad was close with Larry Tannenbaum. And that's, that's
1: out there. The perception is that uh, uh, this would have been maybe through that process that you just spoke of uh, more of a hands-on for the board you think, but I don't know. I they don't Truly, can't they, they go fishing or something I don't, what are they i don't think that they that they would pay that much attention yeah i think
2: that's kind of what i would be thinking and too just leave it to the people well, whose everyday job it is and, and that's brendan
1: shanahan yeah. he is the voice and he is the eyes for the board i don't think that they would have overstepped that my personal opinion
2: yeah the role of president seems to be changing like what it is in the NHL. And it's tough to know exactly from team to team, but they're obviously heavily, heavily involved in player personnel decisions in Montreal and Vancouver. You know, you're less sure about some other cities, but it seems like pretty involved here too. In about 10 minutes, we're
1: going to welcome in Gord Stellick, Leaf Nation pre and post, uh, and someone that we've relied heavily on throughout the, the, the season. Uh, no one has a, a better pulse of, of Toronto over the years than, uh, Gord Stellick, So, uh, Real curious to get his thoughts on the hiring of brad tree living uh if we were to kind of prioritize uh brad coming in uh what what strikes uh, at the top of your list?
2: Well, I think it's Matthews right, mm-hmm. and so that's something I'm curious about too is um you know if matthews if they talked to Matthews at all and said, hey we know that you are buds with Dubas. This is probably the guy we're looking at. Like, do they have a history at all? Would Would Matthews have had to say, yeah, that's a guy I'd, I'd play for before the season? Because that's, the, I mean, really the franchise, you know, you want a 25-year-old Hart Trophy winner to stick around. So it matters.
1: Sammy, where would you have it? Uh, Sheldon Keefe is hanging out there. Uh, Brendan has made it very clear that the new GM would have to come in and, and be a part of that process. Like how, how would you like to see this thing uh, move towards a decision for Sheldon Keefe? To to me, I I think
3: like, you know I just think it'd be crazy to bring Keith back. Like if you're bringing, if you're a new general manager, you're the general manager of the Leafs. You're like a, it's a dream job. Aren't you going to want to bring in your own coach? Like, it just it seems crazy to me that you would go into next year with the same coach. Like, I i guess the the fact is that maybe some of the candidates are getting dried up a little bit here, but I, I think it would be a mistake to go back into it because then it's just – how many years do you say is, next year is his last year, right? On his contract, we talked about it. You go into a – Sheldon? is yeah, this year.
1: This year. Yeah, this year coming up,
3: right? think. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Is, you know, he's going to be in a lame duck situation. They have a losing streak. It's
2: yeah. Like Any time we you go and three he, and seven, it's like okay. Yeah, it's a it's new gonna general happen. manager.
3: Like I just to me, if I'm Brad for living, I want a f- clean slate. I want somebody my, my own guy. I he's just such a Kyle guy to me. I I would be floored. To me, the obvious priority is to sign Austin Matthews. Yeah, and I think a lot of the fan base here, if he signs Austin Matthews, fine. I don't think anybody's going to be really worried about what Brad to Living does outside of that, unless he doesn't sign,
2: then it gets greasy.
1: The Toronto Maple Leafs announced also today that there will be availability 11 a.m. tomorrow.
2: And he's going to have to answer questions immediately. So, uh,
1: what's the first question? Would it be Sheldon?
2: It might be the core of the team here. It might just be the core in general. Like, you know, what, uh what are your thoughts so you're free you are i'm handing you the mic you're now uh the honorary paul hendrick first question yeah what is the question you were asking do you feel any pressure by the january 1st deadlines to do something to change up a core that hasn't been able to get through july 1st july 1st yeah you said january okay july yeah july 1st deadline do you feel any pressure to do something by then something to that effect let him kind of weigh in on the whole picture I'm guessing tomorrow he's going to answer none of those questions. He's going to go, well, we'll take our time and evaluate I just got here. here. Yeah. uh, Did he
1: unpack the last pair of socks in his luggage before (laughs) he starts answering these questions? Kipper, they
3: would have had to. Right? You don't think that got brought up in the interview process? Oh, I think he's
2: thought about it.
1: It He would have an answer to these questions. Mitch Mitch, Marner's uh, got a no trade. What? Let (laughs) Let me also ask paint a little bit of a a picture for you here okay the guy like i said is barely off the plane barely maybe gone to the hotel or a house that he may own or family may own your whole salary is going going to a house in whatever the case is (laughs) what do you think he's gonna answer for a guy who just showed up off a plane so I don't expect m- many answers at all to be honest with you and if there are definitive answers aren't we aren't we questioning whether or not like don't you want to kind of come in and check under the hood a little bit first before you buy the car or yeah. see what's happening here yeah. and if you're- if you come across if you're Brad tree living and come across and you're like uh you know um This is what we've decided on Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. My first question is, okay, was that your decision or was that Brendan's that you're now?
2: Fair. Spewing. What I don't want to hear is I don't want to hear him come in. I don't want to hear him come in and go, you know, haven't thought about it because that, you know, that would just signed his contract. Well, but I mean, it would be part of the negotiations. Schipper, is what do you think is gone on? You know, is going on. He, for- has
3: he has answers to the questions.
2: He
1: may think he knows where he's going, but he ain't sharing with them. If he has them, well, he ain't so, sharing with them. He's so him, great with the media. With the the media maybe he will. tomorrow.
3: Maybe he will. He's so great with the media. Everyone
1: says so. Maybe you like, will. Okay, for for scenario. Huh. Uh. We're gonna yeah, Sheldon's staying. Like, yeah. Okay. I'm questioning, like, uh, how much did you think about this? Yeah. How many people have you talked to? What uh, what do you know about Sheldon and what didn't you like that you're basing this on? You
2: can't do that, guys. I, I guess I don't want him to pretend that it's not urgent or these aren't relevant decisions. They are, yeah. but they cannot be knee-jerk either. You can't, and Sammy... Which is why it's on Brendan, because he's put him in a spot s- where it's
1: knee-jerk. And Sammy just said moments ago that... Uh, it's, it's, I want to change. Well, you just can't make a change for the sake of making a change. And you, I, I did catch you saying that there, there may not be better options out there. Yeah. He may keep his job, not because you love him, because you hate everything else that's out there.
2: Yeah. And th- this is, I guess, what I see happening is them being like, you know, I'm going to take my time to assess, and we're not going to rush anything, and all of a sudden nothing happens by July 1st. And they think, okay, well, if we want to, you know, Berkey said it on our show on Monday, you know, if they want to fire a guy midseason, they can. If they want to trade, you know, Nylander mid-season, they can, because the trade, no trade clause is a 10-team list. Just losing all the leverage because you needed time to assess, I think is going to weaken the team's position to get better and win immediately. And also, are we not at the conclusion here? Or maybe I'm wrong, that... You can't tape pieces to the outside of this core when there seems to be some fundamental flaw within it. So something has to happen, I guess. I want him to say that he acknowledges something needs to be different.
1: Yes, yeah. for sure. And I think that. he will. And it's already started. He's new. He's yeah. a new general manager. Yeah, He's yeah. a new yeah. set of eyes. Yeah. He's got a new voice. It's fresh perspective. So you can't. Figure it all out in a press conference no, at you're right. tomorrow you're right. you're right i i come on guys he's gonna come in he's gonna say i'm gonna get to know everybody and i'm gonna I'm gonna figure things out and there will be changes. we just you know let me let me
2: unpack first, yeah, what's really hard too is like you know I think the organization grew in size under Kyle Dubis, like hundred percent you know, like the doubled at least it's just a huge thing, I think in a lot of these positions, you have people who are Dubis acolytes of sort, you know, they're, they're his people. I think tree living has to talk to a lot of people. Like does their director of pro scouting or director of amateur scouting, do they think exactly like Dubis? Do you want your people in charge of those departments thinking differently?
1: You know what you bring it up? Because the draft is coming up. Just,
2: okay. I just want to stay on Sheldon for a second here. Okay.
1: Like, and again, you have a a a great perspective because you actually worked and and dealt with Sheldon and and Kyle. So you might be the best person I can ask this. Is there a possibility that Sheldon can be a better coach that his best friend and buddy Kyle Dubas is no longer uh watching over him? Yeah. yeah. Like is, is this Sheldon maybe a chance to kind of grow up a little bit? And I only say that because yeah. we've studied the Leafs more than anyone else. Yeah. Two hours, Monday through Friday for two years, <laughs> we've dissected everything about Sheldon Keefe. Yeah. Everything. And to the point where we're watching a press conference in the early uh, part of the season where he gives it to the, the core four hard and then he backpedals was that Sheldon pedaling on
2: his own, or was that Kyle feeding him? Yeah. And, you know, you see some people, you know, who backs are against the wall who say, I'm just going to do it my way, and if you don't like it, you know, see you later. And that's just the way it is. It could be – I would say that the line of communication between Kyle Dubas and Sheldon Keefe was maybe too open at times. You know, and I only saw it at the American League level where Dubas would come in and say – what are we doing with those guys together? What are we doing with this power play structure? And you know, Keith would justify himself. I'm sure they had similar conversations along the way. So maybe, maybe there's some freedom to, much, to-
1: Yeah, but how much freedom did Sheldon have? Like there's some times when you could see his lips moving, but you might think that those are those might be coming from Kyle or Brandon. More Kyle, to be honest yeah. with you. Like and maybe maybe this might be a second chance for sheldon yeah. to prove he's a better uh, coach
2: i listen i know he's got a great work ethic and you know he's willing to do whatever it takes to adapt so i can see him trying that's for darn sure but i think fans are looking for i don't know just different that's all
1: okay as we promised Gord stelic leaf nation pre and post you heard him all season long on uh doing a terrific job on Sportsnet 590 the fan and also on the real kipper and born show uh Stellatricity, Electricity, thanks for joining
0: us. How are you? I'm outstanding, guys. How about you? Okay. Are you okay with Brad Tree living? Hey, it's funny. Uh, so wait. Uh, yes. Answer your question. Yes. So now wait. Did Kyle get too much pressure from Brendan? Thus, he put too much pressure on Sheldon. Is that what we're saying? Just trickled down. Yeah, the boat, listen, you know. Um, I, I I just think at
1: times you 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 watched Sheldon and then you you get the sense that this is Sheldon and then sometimes you're like. Oh man, he's holding back or I don't think he's he's getting to say what he wants to say. And that's a it was a unique situation, Gordon. You've been around for a long time at the managerial position, broadcasting and and watching from afar. Not often you get a coach and general manager with that type of
0: relationship. Yeah, no, and, and I thought, you know, it was interesting Justin's perspective having worked there. There's 32 organizations, 32 different relationships. I just find it interesting. One of the complaints Kyle had was about getting that from Brendan Shanahan, apparently, where any organization, that's what happens. The coach is the coach. The GM's their boss. If there's a president, that's their boss. And ultimately, there's owners, whatever it may be, and they can all choose to get as involved or not involved. And uh, Brad for Living, you know, Brendan... When he said an experienced general manager, uh, you knew it wasn't going to be like Mike Greer and and Pat Verbeek were, okay? You know, he wasn't going to do that kind of search. Maybe maybe if things were different, the team was in a different place. I mean, that really was his Kyle Dubas move, bringing him to the organization. Brad Treliving has uh, run a Canadian team. Uh, It's kind of interesting. He faced... A, a kind of dilemma the Leafs could face more next year than this year. He had to deal it last with it last year as a Canadian team with an uh, American board, big free agent, and you know not, you know leaving and another one choosing to trade him. So he's gone through something similar. Uh, I like it. Uh, I, uh, I uh, there's not a lot of experienced guys out there right now. If that's what you're going to for, I think other times uh, you could get somebody new, uh, new and with uh, new ideas and that. But I like Brad for living on board. There's a reason that
2: tree living will be taking over a team with, I believe it's four draft picks in there. Sorry, three draft picks in the top four over the next three years, not a ton of them remaining. There's a reason. And that's that this team has been all in the GM, the president, everyone believed that this team was good enough to win the Stanley cup. If they could only surround those pieces or those players with the right pieces, my wonder here is like, does this, is this team still all in with the new GM or do they now have a peak, you know, prime age core guys and they're going to say, we're not quite ready. We need to dial it back. We need to build. Does this change the Leafs ambitions heading into next year?
0: No, 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 no more rebuild. No, yeah. no, no. Do not get, you know, do not get the uh, building permit. Do not get the zone. Do not see a bulldozer. <laughs> no zero okay but and this is one of this is one of the failings of kyle dubas is now you're talking about a brad true living staff and you know having a kyle dubas staff there well i talked to my amateur scout go hey can you whip me up a few draft picks that got traded away you know i mean more so than about you know part of the other things so no you you've gone too far you have to be committed about as far as to try to get to the finish line but it's uh uh, and it's just you know as we want to move on to brad true living it is interesting, Justin, and, and we've seen it the last week. And I hope this changes a bit in that, like, you know, I, I Kyle, obviously, in the media, it's not uncommon. It was goes back to my day. Uh, you had people that you gave stuff to, and in return, Gorge Delick was the greatest general manager in the history, and others that you know, didn't get stuff. You get some that didn't care. They wrote or broadcast, you know, just whatever on a relative but man oh man, the 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 pro Dubis cab, that I don't know how much is an anti dubis cab, it's been a little little over the top the last week. I mean you, you would have thought this was Scotty Bowman reincarnated. And uh anyway, I wish him all the best. All I'm saying is, you know, when he got the job five years ago If you said with a team that was automatically going to make the playoffs every year, if you would say five years later you only won one playoff round, well, that would would be justification not to have the job. So I do understand and I do appreciate it was a great regular season to build from. Uh, They did win a playoff round. He was offered an extension, so... You know, they, they decided he deserved that. I could have gone either way on it. So all I'm saying is that's where Brad Living picks up on. You know, kind of a building from what was, when we go back, an excellent regular season from one playoff series win, not being ready enough in the first three games. I know the Panthers are playing well, playing great. I want to give them credit, but not being ready enough then. Those are the kind of things you got to look at addressing. So you kind of, you kind of gained 10 or 15 yards in a football game, and you got to gain more. You got to get to the finish line.
1: We're talking to former Leaf general manager, Gord Stellick, currently with the Leaf Nation pre and post on the Fan 590. Uh, Gord, we were talking priorities and just uh, in particular Sheldon Keefe and uh, the odds of him sticking around uh, with Brad Tree Living. If if you were Brad and you were uh, thrust into this 11 a.m. press conference, how do you... Answer the first question: What do you do with your head coach?
0: Well, I'd answer it as honest as you can, and you know, keep in mind he he did a great job in the Bill Peters situation. I mean, that was something that was thrown at them. They were in the middle of a road trip, you know, and and Brad Treliving handled that really well in Calgary in that regard. I, like like I've liked that he's he's always been about as upfront as you can be. Don't please don't be wishy washy. I don't think anyone will quite be as concise as Brendan was last week, but you know. He, it's, you know, and you, I heard you guys talking about, okay, unpack your suitcase. No, you don't relax. You're not going to someone's cottage out in Muskoka. No, no, (laughs) you, you you're in the business. You, you got an idea about stuff. Okay. So you, you, you can get at it pretty quick and the coaching is not going to be, Hey, Sheldon, you know, I'm Brad. How are you doing? Let's go for, no, no, no. It's kind of like nuts and bolts that I have. I haven't this person that I want to bring. Then I want to chat about, or I want a little bit to talk to some other candidates you look at what Barry Trotz did in Nashville, and he's a former coach, and he did it to his own coaches. So I, I'd expect a more solid answer. Like, I, if he says I'm not sure, I mean, you know, then I don't think that's very good for Sheldon Keefe. You know, the
2: just looking at the situation that he's walking into here, I, I imagine that if Kyle Dubas was still the GM and he said, I'm going to bring back the coach, I'm going to bring back the core, we're just going to try harder with the people around him, there would be much uproar. How different do you think this team looks on March 5th or whatever it is past the trade deadline next season than it currently looks? And I mean the core and the the staff.
0: Yeah, you know, and you you bring up a good point, Justin, as well, that, you know, he's got a little bit more latitude to be status quo than, say, you know, Kyle would, right? So, uh, but if he chooses to keep the coach and keep keep everybody, um, so... it's it kyle to me checked the boxes with what they did around the trade deadline you know and it just showed that okay um it it wasn't enough uh for the multiple boxes you checked a couple maybe didn't work out as well but he certainly checked all the boxes in that regard i don't you know one thing being a veteran general manager he doesn't not that he would go hog wild about you know what like who i mean the calgary flames are in a similar spot they got to a certain spot now, again, they got rocked by a, a defecting unrestricted free agent that, you know, that's why his expertise hopefully will be a benefit here in the situation, but just you know, looking for those couple of core players, right? And uh, so they bring Nazem Kadri in, but they brought him into a situation which had taken a step back because of other things, and also uh, you really saw as far as... Uh, that's why when we're talking about coaches, I mean, let's face it, the big reason he left was Daryl Sutter probably was the right guy to bring in at that particular moment, but he had, he had overstayed his welcome. And, you know, that was, that's something he'll want to get back on track, an appropriate general manager-coach relationship that obviously wasn't there in Calgary. So, you know, just, like, like, like what is that recipe about? You, you, you've got Matthew Nyes, which is the best best homegrown kind of forward prospect in a few years you've got a homegrown goaltender in joe wall that should provide you a little bit of cap relief like who are those ryan o'reilly's like he was for st louis and at times was for the toronto maple leafs last year or whoever it could be
1: do you buy all the talk that uh somehow some way this uh this core four group uh got some reinforcements that they're not going anywhere
0: I'm surprised if it happened. I'm really surprised. Like, I mean, um, like, so, so well, then it shows, because you you were talking about earlier, how different presidents get more involved in the hockey side and how how some stay right out of it, and if Brendan's hiring Brad for living, predicated on, oh, by the way, I told the core four um, they're all set. Well, then, okay, I mean, he, he doesn't have to get right to work about that and figure out, you know, what options were out there. I, I would I would think Brendan probably would have reassured them about certain things, about moving ahead and get a next general manager in place, and he'll start dealing with things. That, that would be the kind of call I would... I, I know it's been reported that apparently they were all given assurances. Uh, I'd be surprised by that.
2: In terms of, you know, what tree living would have to deal with throughout the organization... How much turnover do you have to do to rid an organization of the previous uh, regime's people? Or do you think people just kind of naturally go, okay, new boss, give me the new marching orders and we'll carry on?
0: We all, at some point, Kipper is a little bit older than you. I'm a little bit older than Kipper. Um, we, we learn that we get an inflated uh, sense of our self-importance sometimes. And, uh, you know, we do a great job and we leave and three years later, everything's great still. And all those people that loved you, they still love you, but they, they love, they love Justin Bourne now or whatever, you know, like, gotcha. this, and, and this whole thing that Austin Matthews has to be okay with the general manager. Are, are you kidding me? Who's who's ever stayed somewhere based on the general manager staying put? I mean, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's the, they're they're you, you know, hockey lifers, um, can learn to adapt and work for different people. And if, uh, if Kyle surrounded himself with good people, not Yesmen, I mean that's what you should do. I would expect Brad Trilliving would be looking to do the same and there'd be a lot of valuable guys that are there right now. Brandon Pridham at the top of the list. I, I you know, I I was a little disappointed Jason Spetzer left, you know, Justin. I, I obviously the relationship was tight with Kyle. I have no idea what kind of a general manager he could be or general manager in waiting. Uh, I just have always been impressed by him. I, you know. And I thought that was a, a great hire, and I was a little disappointed. He went, but if that's where his loyalties lie, good, he's moving on. But no, no yeah. worries.
1: And I heard good things about his work ethic and his commitment Yeah, uh, throughout the season.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, hey, look what he did on the ice. And, and just every time you saw him, I know how hard he worked, 100% Kipper. Uh, One more for me before
1: I let you go, Gord, and it's just around Austin Matthews. Is it not the perfect scenario now with a new general manager to come in and try to slow the process down and say, hey, let's just take our time here and I'll get to know you and you can sell me on your philosophy and blah, blah, blah.
0: Um, by the way, you said just one. What, what if I'm not ready after one question? What if I want to stay? I come more? up
2: with something, guard. You're
1: fine. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. So you're talking about Austin slowing it down, correct? Yeah. Yeah. In his camp, that, because
1: you know, I think there was a report. I think Chris Johnson said that they are talking. The camps are talking, but it doesn't appear like they're perhaps close or you know
0: maybe in the same uh, hemisphere. Kippy, how many reports are there out there? How many reports were there that they may hire Brad Triveling? but then they may not hire Brad Trier living like my mom could have done what from St Hilda seniors residence just like that no, no, you know? one's,
1: no one's been around the Toronto market
0: longer than you you need to ask that question <laughs> God, jeez so but to your point Because, let's face it, the average fan's going to start worrying July 2nd onwards. You know, this isn't Nathan McKinnon in Colorado, we're going to get it done. This isn't David Pasternak that there's a contract there, but he's at Dunkin' Donuts every day and hasn't gone up to the office to sign it or whatever, and we're going to get it done, and he stays there. Um, I I, I take Austin at his word, I thought, you know, just that he said he was interested in staying here, signing a long-term contract. I mean, he didn't have to say that, but right now it does give his camp – an excuse to slow it down. Yeah, it does. I, would I be overly concerned about that? I'd say no, maybe slightly, but also giving what he went through in Calgary last year, you know, that's what I say. All of a sudden, he's kind of look at it and, uh, you know, he had the kind of uh, experience you don't want to have that you get to the finish line with with Johnny Goodrow, and he agrees and then at the 12th and a half hour, he, uh, he has a change of heart. So, yeah, they, they, could, they could do that if they want. But I think if they're genuine about wanting it, we all know the number, what the maximum number can be, okay? We all know that. In a cap world, there's, there's no surprises. So, but, yeah, that would be one thing that if it's the middle of July and they can say, okay, no, no, we're just, we're just trying to get to know Brad for living and, you know, his philosophies a little bit more if they choose to go that route. All right, Stellatricity, so Electricity, we'll let you go. Sounds good, guys, and uh, yeah, well, well, we'll find out. The The heat of summer, we were getting, uh, you guys are heating up the uh, radio airwaves and the YouTube air- airwaves, so um, uh, I'll keep listening, okay? Really appreciate your time, pal. Thanks for doing this. See you, man. Thanks, Gordo. It's Gord
1: Stellick, former general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Lived it. Yeah. Did it. Gets to talk about it now. To
2: your question, I think if True Living were to talk to Matthews and Matthews and say, let's just... You know, see how it goes. We'll get to know each other a little bit. It would be like, uh, you have until June 21st, and then he can't let Goudreau happen again. You can't take this job and then lose Austin Matthews in the first year for nothing, <sighs> and I don't think he will. I actually am fairly confident in you know, what I've seen of Tree Living's work that it's either they're going to get him signed or he's going to go.
1: Sammy, how scared are you so- of... Of hearing... It's a summertime, baby. I'm not that scared. It's July
3: 2nd. I'm like, ah, I'll just go outside and enjoy the outside. I won't think about it until, you know? Really? A
2: bologna sandwich. No, I'll worry about it every day.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. He almost had me. Maybe I'm getting tired from, like, (laughs) Sammy lost his marbles.
3: No, like, I think you can't have a collective... Here's my PSA to Leafs Nation, which probably will not work. No. But I don't think you can have a collective freak out. July 2nd the way you would have if Kyle Dubas was still in charge. If Kyle Dubas was still in charge Mm. and it went by July 1st and he didn't sign, I think it's the freakout zone where the guy that you had the relationship with and, you know, you'd apparently love him and everybody was like, we're in mourning because he left. If that guy couldn't get you signed on July 1st, I think it would be the freakout zone. But if Proud you're Living, it goes past July 1st, I don't think we all need to freak out because you're building a relationship a little bit. I think ultimately he gets them signed. I really do. But I just, you know, just just pump the brakes
2: a little bit. You think that's fair uh, in in terms of logic? No. No? No, I think he's got to sign, and if he doesn't, he's... It's over. Well, not that it's over. You know, give him five days or something after the first, but if he's not signed by then, he's... Five days after the first. Yeah.
1: But then his no trade kicks in July 1st. That's what I'm saying. So what's five days after?
2: Well, this is why I said to you June 21st. Like, you need to know by then so you can make that call. I'm, I'm with you. You know, I'm if it gets you. You to the 1st, maybe there's a few days to work you, out. You can't lose that detail. hammer. No, you can't.
1: You can't have him dictate now. Yeah, don't talk to that team. Yeah. Don't talk to that team.
2: The best part about being Toronto were it to get past July 1st and he decides he's going to try to take it to the end of the year or something. I, I think it would affect your life if you did try to take the Leafs in this situation and just walk away at the end. Like, the negativity from... It would be disgusting, <laughs> wouldn't That's, it? Well, let's just say... You're, are,
1: are you grocery shopping?
2: What's what I mean? Like, and I just think, like, no. you go to, like, any event... Not no, the no dairy like, section where no. they can <laughs> chuck eggs at you. But he said and skip the dishes to get his groceries. He yeah. ain't going to the grocery store. Well, after that, like, I, uh, You know, when you're retired, it's hard.
3: I think... Listen. We can talk about if he signs or if he doesn't sign, but ultimately, everybody's lord and savior, Kyle Dubas, put them in this position with the five-year contract.
1: So, but it's uh, it's it's, a mess. It's a mess because absolute five years. Like if you want the biggest, that's probably the biggest thing. Eight down your throat all day long. I've got you. You're not going anywhere. You're a restricted free agent. It's eight. It was eight for the best player on the planet in Edmonton. Eight. It was eight for Jack Eichel, was it not?
2: Uh, yeah, no. ten year, ten mil times eight. Was H- how that? do you how do you oh, let this, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, do you
1: yeah. let this guy come away with five and then throw in? He didn't get Marner on eight either, and throw in a, a a no move kicking in after five. Yeah, like
2: Kyle, hey, hey breaking Ky- guys, Kyle, those deals weren't good. Ky- Kyle,
1: <laughs> Kyle did a few good things, but that one has left. Brad yep. tree living, like with, with clarity pair, to me, you're signing w- or retreating uh, with handcuffs,
2: and we're not sure, you know, if you took the keys or not. Hey, before we go to break here, mm. you had mentioned something about Dubas and that the Pittsburgh thing, you kind of like, what if he doesn't? Well, we had a conversation uh, at the end of the show,
1: and someone texted me, I'll be honest, and said, you know. Could he turn that down? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I asked you, and you gave him a great answer. Thanks. Great answer. <laughs> you gave me stats on uh, on uh, where they are, on the prospects, and mm. what, how daunting uh, the job would be, and even if you really were the, the theo epstein of
2: hockey you still might not be able to dig yeah, yourself out of you're this playing mess. a bad hand at the poker table to begin so with
1: i thought it was like a great answer and and it added substance to yeah maybe he could turn it down now there was a report at a uh pittsburgh radio station sammy yesterday
3: yeah mark mark maron is that what it is madden madden mark maron's a It'd guy be too wild with mark, what? mark maron <laughs> he's a comedian oh, podcast, podcast. Yeah. Want, and, and we uh, have the Okay, I mean, we have Frank Cervelli talking about this yesterday on fan drive time with Ben Ennis.
2: Before you do, do you wanna offer the clarity that he didn't really want to report this? He he, he, he was, was he hesitant
3: to report it, but there's
2: you know, there's relevant information
3: within the clip if you guys wanna to listen to it. We yeah, can, I'd can, love to. We can come out of it afterwards, okay?
4: Yeah. I did see a report in the last half hour from Mark Madden from one oh five nine I think the ex in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. a pretty well-connected guy in the Pittsburgh scene who was reporting that Kyle Dubas is closing in on a, a contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins, that kind of goes against just about every single thing that I've heard. Mm. Um, I seem to have some indication, and not obviously to a point where I feel comfortable in reporting it, But there's been lots of smoke in the last 24 hours that Kyle Dubas has, in fact, turned down the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, But again, I don't feel comfortable reporting that, and it just seems like there's an indication that the Penguins and Fenway Sports Group have re-engaged with some other people that they were previously interviewing, which would lend to speculation that Kyle Dubas has turned them down. But again... There you go. So, okay, pretty well
1: connected guy.
4: He is. And we, we do want the clarity. We're not trying to radio Frank. So no, he was no, no,
1: reporting, no. He, he turned he, it down. He, he, just... didn't, he didn't radio himself at all there. But this is further. all he's saying like is that there, where there's smoke, there's fire. And he still the, hasn't the, been The announced best line I'm reason. telling you I've ever heard out of media is I'm not telling you what's going to happen. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing.
2: Yeah.
1: That was Doug McClain's. Doug McCain. i He's not got no job it, right now, by is, the way. I'm telling you what I not telling you what
3: I no. know. I'm telling you what I heard.
1: Yeah, like that. I don't
3: know. Whatever. whatever
1: it is, whatever the case is, uh, I, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not, and that's to Frank's point that you're not reporting it. I'm just telling you that there's there's stuff out there, and
2: it could be that some other teams have contacted Kyle, who may currently have GMs, or how is he not holding out
1: for? The sense. And or S- Elliot reported another like team last Saturday on hockey night in Canada that just let them know. Apparently, you've been offered the job and it's up for you to yeah. take it, right? That hasn't happened and it's wednesday already mm-hmm. i saw someone Something say it if, 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 doesn't seem he's coming to back with up. an email with a bigger financial package
3: we
2: gotta go to break uh, if, to if matthews picks. loves dubas that much i saw someone say the Kings should fire their gm hire dubas and start the process oh my god
1: <laughs> okay you gotta be quiet now because sammy wants us to go to break we gotta okay. go to break all right now kiprios justin Bourne, sammy mckee it is real kipper and born back after these words
4: the best blue jay show out there period Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.
1: All right, Sammy key. Time
3: for some playoff picks, fellas. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. And we're still a long time away from hockey being played. It's Wednesday, yeah. right? Yeah. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday night. Yes, sir. Um, I was just looking at some different stuff for the series getting started. And Bet365 has posted just if you The future stuff they've posted on here, there's just a ton of different it's interesting awesome. stuff. But the one that I thought was very uh, sort of interesting is the the total number of shutouts in the series. So you could bet the over, and the number is... Uh, you know, over a half shutout. So if there's one shutout in the series, you get paid at plus money. And Ooh. it's plus 100. So, you know, double your money, basically. I I do think that with Bobrovsky, the way he's been playing, if it's going to be a five or six or seven game series, you do think that Bobrovsky's probably going to get a shutout in the Stanley Cup final, no?
2: There's a good chance. Also, like, the Leafs didn't have that much of a trouble keeping Florida from scoring. They just mm-hmm. couldn't score themselves, but it's not like Florida was lighting it up. So you could see Vegas tightening the screws on the Panthers for a game. Yep. I like that. Okay. Uh, do
1: we do we expect Borowski to just yes. continue the magic here? How can There's you a chance stink to- <laughs> you- for three years after signing this yeah. $10 million contract and then... In year four, I guess, of his massive contract, looked like
2: Vasilevsky. Do you remember Kerry? Somebody explain that to me. Kerry Price, one of the best goalies in the league for a while, as Bobrovsky was. I think Bobrovsky won a couple of Veznas. Struggled for quite a while until that playoff run where they beat the Leafs and they went to the final. He was just like found that old form for a minute. Nick, Jack Nicklaus wins the Masters at 46. Tiger wins a – Phil wins one at 50. Like, sometimes old guys just have a renaissance. Not that Barovsky's old, but great players can have a late career renaissance. This is it. I'm sure he would prefer less than 10 days off. I actually think it's going to hurt him the most. There's a chance Vegas just fills in Florida, what, in my opinion.
3: What if he just stinks? They lose badly. Yes.
2: I, I think
1: that's possible. Hey, they have no shot if He stinks.
2: Well, a few. Uh, Bob's just in Miami for two weeks. A few of hanging. the uh, a few of the zigzags are really
3: close with Riley Smith, and a bunch of them are going to Vegas for Game Five. Wow! For,
2: for so for their
3: sake, I'm really hoping that the Vegas Golden Knights win in five games. So there you go. Wow! Um, you can bet on players to score five plus goals in the series. Uh, which is, you know, that's a, a pretty significant number. That's a lot of goals. That's for sure. I'm telling you. But Matthew red goals. he's red hot, and he's put this team on his back. I think he's been yeah. involved in, what, 40, Matthews did it in round one. He's been 42% of their goals or something like he's been involved with, and it's plus 500 for him to score five goals in the series, which he's really good. So, you know, it's not a terrible number for somebody to score a lot of goals in the series. Aiden
2: Hill. You yeah, don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't
3: want it. Okay. And me. the last thing I have for uh, this series for today is the Panthers to lose game one and win the series. So you think of them, if you think they're going to win, it's been such a long layoff. Vegas has been off for a little less time. They come into that building. They get their doors blown off. Maybe Bobrovsky's not as good. They tighten it up and they win the series. That pay is plus four twenty-five, which I thought was an interesting bet. If you like the, if you like the Florida Panthers to win the cup,
2: that you could sell
3: me on. So there you go. That was playoff picks
1: presented by Bet three six five. Visit the app
2: for the latest odds. Do you think Bobrovsky saved
1: the goalie union in terms of like big contracts? Yeah, big contracts.
2: Yeah, I, it doesn't hurt.
3: And well, actually, the pricing no is irrelevant. But no example one's going no one's going to give anybody ten million dollars. But I
2: think they ha- like Would you take Shisturkin for 10 million for eight years? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think. Might be the only
3: guy you'd want. But it's so scary, man. It's so scary. The Bobrovsky thing's exactly why you'd be so afraid of it.
1: But if they win the cup,
3: just they, once. He they, could be $80 awful. million dollars every is other year in one if, cup. If
1: you really think about just one run. And you know, I talk to people in Seattle, they're like. Grubauer already made them, his money. Really? Yes. Yeah. Already getting paid them for his deep contract. Into second round for sure. Yeah. And the and the and the ripple effect of season tickets and corporate and boxes and uh, just the value that yeah. you've added to the team and Florida's the same thing. Yeah. It's like did Bobrovsky? How much did he justify? them Extra paying him eighty and, million yeah. dollars. For sure. You know what the crazy thing I heard about Florida tickets mm. is that the same price they charged in the first round is the same price they they're charging for a final.
2: Really? Well, yeah, like they. Well, yeah, they, they couldn't get anybody to go. They kept it consistent. Wow, and that's like, unbelievable. And you know who's going to buy those tickets? People from not Florida to go that, see a Stanley Cup. Well, that makes Listen, sense. The 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 face
1: value in the lower bowl could be like 150 bucks. It costs 2,000 right now.
2: Yeah, that's, th- those tickets are going to sell, but yeah, probably not to people in Florida. Okay,
1: our thanks to Gord Stelic for joining us. We're back tomorrow. No, were we back tomorrow? We are. Yes, From we are two on to three. YouTube tomorrow. We got the Jays yeah. game, but we will be to comment on the press conference. Yeah, we'll be on two to three on YouTube to talk all about
3: Brad for Living's All right, for Nick Kiprios,
1: conference. Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandale, Jen Rolnick, have a great night. We're back tomorrow on YouTube.